0: Grace. I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And we're the Book hos. In this week's episode, we are going to be discussing our group read of the month of October, even though 10 place is coming out in November. Um, our groupie was The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. Some of us read it. Some of us, some <laughs> Others of us didn't. Others did not. <laughs> Others did not. And, and you'll, find out. you'll find out. It's a mystery. We'll see who that was. Um. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about what we've read since we recorded. And again, another disclaimer, it's been, at this point, I think it's been like basically three weeks since we were recorded. So it's for been some, a while, yeah. Yeah. So some of us will have a lot that we've read and some of us will not. And again, that's a guessing game and you'll find <laughs> out.
1: Um, so Sarah, what have you read since last episode? So I don't quite remember if I had finished the X-Hex when we last recorded, but I did finish that at some point, and I think we're going to talk about that this episode, so I will save my thoughts on that one. Um, I also started the audiobook for Finale, which is the third book in the Caraval series, um, which again, I don't know if I mentioned that last episode. I genuinely don't remember, but I finished that. I finally finished the Carval trilogy. Um, finale was probably my favorite one in this trilogy, which was really nice. Um, cause the third, I feel like the trilogy for trilogies, I usually like the first one the best. And then the second two are always kind of eh, but I really, really liked finale. I think it was a good, like, um, Uh, The first book was focused on Scarlet, and the next, and uh, what was it, Legendary was focused on Tella, if you don't know, if you haven't read the series, like they're sisters, but this book was a good mixture of both of them, and I really do like both characters. Um, I definitely like Tella a lot more than Scarlet, but um, I did like Scarlet. I liked her part in this book. Um, I like how everything came together, and I'm excited to read the spinoff book, which um, I got... A couple of weeks ago um so i'll be starting that soon um i and then after finale i read the house in the relency which is our group read so we will be talking about that eventually um and then i started reading i actually just started the other day well matched by jen DeLuca. that is the third book in the um what is the series called well met you know, like the Renaissance fair, you know, themed romances. And it is, I'm about, I want to say like maybe 40% of the way through and it's good. Um, I'm having a good time. I'm not liking it again. The first one I really, really loved. Um, I did not love, I didn't really like the second one all that much. And this one is good, but it's not, Um as good as the first one again. It's also not very like Renaissance. There's not really much Renaissance Fair parts of it, which is part of what I really enjoyed about the first one. Um, I'm not like a huge like Renaissance fair person. I've maybe been to like you know two or three times in my life to the local Renaissance fair that happens near me. Um, but I just really like the vibes of the first one.
0: I just think it's funny how you're like, I'm not really a big Renaissance fair person. I've only been two or three times.
1: Yeah, in my whole life.
0: I've never been to a renaissance fair. I really? Know oh, well, see, that's of not a lot. Them.
1: For me, that's not a lot, because there's one that happens near me every single year, and I've only gone, like, oh,
0: okay,
1: yeah, so I, I went, I think I have one of those. Right, I went, like, once in college and then twice in high school, but I'm not, I, I never, I don't, like, dress up or anything, like, I'm not, like, that into it. People, like, go really hard for renaissance fairs, um, which is why I say that, but. It was really fun in the first one, like the vibes of it and everything. This one is more focused on the main character of the first book's older sister. And I really liked her character. And I also liked the love interest of this book when he was a side character in the other two. And I'm liking them in this one, just not as much as I thought I would. So it's good. But um, I don't know. I'm not completely sold yet. But like I said, I'm only 40% of the way through. There is fake dating. So that is promising. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say
2: about that so far. So one thing I've noticed, I feel like is in some, I feel like some romance authors really struggle when they introduce like these side characters who are like really Mm -hmm. interesting and really cool. And you're like looking forward to their romance. I feel like, I don't know if they like, if it's just because of the hype surrounding them, that it just, their romance doesn't live up to it or because they've created these established characters that when they're actually writing like a more in-depth book about them, they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. But I think that's like a really common trend with these romances. They'll have like this really cool side character. Then when it's their turn to have a romance, it just doesn't quite hit as well. Right. And I'm wondering, what, I think it's just really interesting. And I don't know. I just thought I had. No, Maybe that is interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's
0: because I'm going to put myself inside the mind of a romance author. <laughs> Maybe it's because they are like, here's my idea for this book and I'm really excited about it. You know? Yeah. It's like their mm-hmm. first idea. So they put all, all of the initial thoughts into it. And then when it comes time to come up with the side characters story, they have to come up with extra stuff that they did not originally come up with. Mm -hmm. So maybe they just like haven't put as much thought into that because it's like an afterthought, you know, does that make any sense?
1: I yeah, I mean, I kind of get it, but also like so the love interest in this Mitch, he was like, kind of like the, you know, um, I want to like. I don't, I forget the word. I'm, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but he was always like the ladies man of the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the group in the first two books. And he was, you know, and there was a, there's a lot of potential for her to give him more depth, but I feel like she really hasn't yet. Um, you know, there was a scene where April, that's the main character of this book's name, uh, like did, not to spoil anything, but defends him in like front of his family and everything. And that was cool. Um, you do learn a little bit more about him. Um, Like he has kind of a rocky relationship with his family, but you don't really get that from him. You get that from like April defending. It's hard to explain, but Mm. I just really haven't felt like a strong, like connection to him as a character. Um, He still just kind of seems like surface level, like ladies, man. He's always like, he's like nice and everything, but there's really not, to me, there like isn't much there. Um, Which is a shame because she did a really good job in the first book I keep talking about the first book but I really loved it with developing both of the both the main character and the love interest like their personalities their backstories. Um, But with this one it's just it's just not hitting for me.
2: I feel like it's a combination of. It's really easy to develop a side character because mm-hmm. you just need to be surface level and you don't right. need to go deep versus when they're a main character, you always have to go deep into like their personality right. and stuff. Yeah. And I'm wondering, and I don't know, cause I obviously haven't read either of those books. Um, and I'm wondering, cause I have noticed sometimes it's like, you feel like you've established the character in previous books. So you feel like you don't need to do it again.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm. the point
2: is that it's supposed to be mm-hmm. a standalone where you're actually just talking about that character. So I think that's, yeah. That's right. interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's weird, but it's not like a bad or anything. I'm having a good time listening to it. It's just not what I expected, especially because mm-hmm. there's fake dating, which as we know is one of my favorite tropes, Um, but it's still not quite mm-hmm. hitting for me, but maybe that'll change. That could change. I am only 40% of the way. in, so we will see. Um, And then the last book that I've been reading is the witch Haven by Sasha Payton Smith. Um, this one was a total, just did not, was not on my radar until I bought it at the bookstore. Like two or three weeks ago. I just saw it. Um, I looked on Goodreads and I saw, and uh, it had pretty positive reviews. And I was just like, yeah, I'll just get it. It's Halloween. It's spooky. Um, I intended to finish it by Halloween. That did not happen. Today is Halloween in case you were wondering, (laughs) and I am only like a hundred pages in. Um, And I, it's good so far. It's fun. I haven't been truly like grabbed by it, but I think we're getting to like the interesting stuff. It's about a, um, teenage girl it takes place in 1911 I want to say like early 1900s um she lived in um she lived with her brother and her mother and then her brother was murdered and her mother had mental health issues and she got taken away basically when her brother died because she couldn't cope with the fact that her son died um so the girl's on her own she worked as a seamstress and her at a seamstress's like place and her boss who's a man like tried to come on to her and basically she made like and like assault her and she made like magic things happen and um killed him with her magic and then um she gets taken away to this uh she people come in these like women come in and say like you have tuberculosis you need to come with us as the cops are questioning her and she's like okay because she doesn't want to get arrested so she goes with them and they take her to this school where she finds out that she's actually a witch but it's not like a typical witch school it's not like really a cool place they basically teach you how to be a witch but only in terms of like how you can be like a housewife witch like they teach you how to like Hmm. do magic to make you sew and stuff and she's obviously like disappointed like she's told she's a witch but they only teach you they basically teach you how to like suppress your magic for the most part unless you're using it to do like housework so I'm at the part where she's kind of like and she's also been getting like mysterious notes from someone while she's there and um I just got to a part where someone asked her the mysterious note writer asked her to meet them somewhere so it's making me think that there's more to the school meets the eye. And I hope that wasn't too much of a spoiler, but that's all pretty much like in the summary of the book. So, um, it's fun so far. Like I said, it hasn't really grabbed me, but I am excited to see where it goes, but that is all that I've read so far. Um, Shruti, what have you been reading
2: this past couple of weeks? All right, friends, strap yourself (laughs) in. We are about to go on an adventure. Oh boy. Um, so I don't hundred percent know what I have talked about, what I have not talked about, but, um, to set the stage, I've been in like a weird reading mood where I will obsess about like a certain series, read everything in that series. And then I cannot like start one, even though I have a ton of other books that I should be reading. So before I get into what I finished reading, let me tell you all the books that I started reading, like a chapter of, and then I was like, eh, I don't really want to read the rest of this right now. Or in for some cases, not at all. Um, Malibu Rising by taylor chicken reads opened the book was like hmm, not in the mood well matched by Jen luca read like the first page and was like nope good well matched yeah well matched. oh you didn't start with well met no i didn't start with well met i was like let's just go to well matched because you know why not um so Brenda, i will say if you
1: do yeah. want to read that one definitely read the f- at least the first one honestly skip the set you can skip the second one so the think- first one does give important backstory mm-hmm. on the main character
2: so I do think I actually tried to read Well Met like while back when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I don't remember why I stopped. Maybe it was again, maybe not mm-hmm. have been in the mood. But good to yeah. know. I will I will make a note of that. Yeah. Um, I also opened Serpent and Dove. I also opened The Lie by Carl Sorensen, which Please by Anne Aguilar, and um, this time tomorrow by Tessa Bailey was a reread. I started actually have read the first couple chapters because I wanted to read that again before I read Today Tomorrow and Always. Um, but you know, then I got distracted by many other things. One book I have not mentioned that I read 2% of and then was like, mm, I'm not re- this is not really worth it is in fact, The House on the Cerulean Sea, which yes, I realize is our group read. Um, spoiler, I did not finish this book. We'll talk about it later, but yes. What I did, however, read were many other things. So I think last episode or maybe it was the episode before that, can't remember. I talked about a Lisa, um, an Alyssa Braden book, um, which was about like a scoundrel and he was like the antagonist and stuff. I was reading, I think then like one of the other books in the series, where it was like a friends to lovers where the hero was actually, um, like a, one of the, what's it called? He was like an undercover spy situation. And he was looking into this big serial killer person. Um, and that's why he couldn't marry his best friend. And this is all historical, blah, 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 blah. And I never actually finished it because it was really boring in the middle. Um, but I did finally pick it up. I did finally finish that one, and I did think the ending was really good. And I like, um, but the middle was kind of boring. But I did finish that one. I do like Alyssa Braden's historical romances. I do think her style fits like a modern historical romance, if that makes sense. Like it doesn't. It feels historical. It's still obviously taking place in the Regency, like whatever era, eighteen hundreds. But it doesn't feel like cringy or gross to me as I read it. So that was a good thing. Um. Then I proceeded to read, I can't even tell you how many, a ton of alien books. So let's talk about this. So Ella Maven has a series. um, I cannot pronounce the name of the series because it's like Drixonian Warrior, I believe, is the series. Um, And it's like a whole book of like a whole bunch of uh, series about the different aliens and the human females that they fall in love with. Basically, the premise is that this race of aliens uh, were they just left their home planet to work for these evil aliens. Um, but that could be after a plague was set out and killed all their females. Um, and the evil aliens got a ship shipment of humans and they wanted them to trade it off for the like chief guys brother in exchange. But of course, in the first book, the chief guy falls in love with one of the human females. And so that that trade never happens. And then things spiral from there. All of the humans end up with an alien because this is an alien romance novel series. I overall enjoy these. I had a great time. I really liked the plot. And I liked how there was like obviously like a f- the full series had an overarching plot. And then obviously each book had its own individual plot. Um, the first book was probably my least favorite because it was just a very straightforward. Here is the first human woman. He falls in love with her, they do their soulmatey thingy. Um, and everything happens however what happens in the end is really great i'm not going to spoil it but it was some really good stuff in the end and it does set up the next book which is actually one of my favorites Because it's about the captive brother and he falls in love with a human great times um they eventually escape i don't really think that's a big spoiler um there's another book where uh they like one of one of the w- humans runs off naturally because she's being captured by aliens but then one of the aliens follows her so like he, she didn't get in trouble i didn't read that one but you know great time there's a banished alien who got banished by his tribe and one of the girls finds him. That's a fun time. One of them is very kinky and is literally about how they can't get together because they want to do uh, some kinky sex but the human is like, this is normal on earth. What are you talking about? So that was also a really interesting one. They also introduce a whole other series, uh, species of aliens which I'll circle back to in a moment. We're coming back to that. Um, there's one where the guy is like, I'm gonna do a suicide mission and blow up a bunker and the human is like, um, the girl's like, no, you're not going to do that and like rides with him. And then he's like, well, great. I, now I can't do this because I'm going to kill you if I do that. So now I have, I guess I have to stay alive to protect you. Great time. That's a sunshine grumpy romance too. And it was, it was, it was wonderful. And then my favorite one I think is the last one um, where the the girl is like supposed to be like the hard one who was like never really along with the ride. She's like, why do we trust anybody, et cetera, et cetera. And the guy is like very slowly has been warming up, like getting her to warm up to him. And in the end is like, yeah, okay, we, you can't keep pushing me away. We're, we're going to be together. And they like work as equals and it's a great time. Point is for whatever reason that really, I was really working with these because I think it was because they were just really easy reads. Like it was very predictable. All of these plots that I'm uh, describing are fairly like cliche alien romance, even not even alien romance, it's just like general romance plots are stuck into an alien world. Um, the plot was interesting. The romances were interesting. Um, I think I think most I gave most of these like three stars, but I was just the really quick reads that I read in a weekend. And I think I read all seven of these books in a weekend. Um, and it was just a good time. And you know what? I think somehow or another, I became an alien book fan. But here we are. This is where I'm at now. Um, yeah. So Ella Maven, great, great series. Like I think what she does really well is balance the plot with romance there's obviously romance. There's obviously some sexy stuff. There's some spice, but there's also like a really interesting plot and world building and stuff like that, which I thought was cool. Um, oh yes, they vibrate. Important, important point, they vibrate. So just throwing it out there. Um, trying to remember if there's anything else. Yes, okay. And then I mentioned that there was this other species. So I did read one of the books about the other species because he was introduced in the book. That was also a fun time. Anyway, so that was all of the alien books. Then I read The XX by Aaron Sterling, which we will circle back to later on. Um, then I was like, I've read too many alien books. Let me read a contemporary. So I read an Alexa Riley book, which I have not read in a really long time. It was called The Fall Bride. It was pretty bad. Um, you know, she was a wedding planner, he's a divorce lawyer, you know, the typical situation, lots of miscommunication. It was a quick, easy read. I'd give it three stars, so I guess it wasn't terrible. But, you know, whatever. If that's what you want. If you want to read something fall, if you want the fall vibes, I will, however, I will say that was good for that. And then, I don't know what, again, something, something has happened to me in my stress of the new school year. And I was like, I kind of want to read this weird, darkly demon romance. So I read a demon romance. Um, and it was called Her Soul for Revenge by... Harley LaCroix, Le- I don't know how to spell pronounce her last name. It is the second book in her Souls trilogy. I read like the first two, again, I read like the first two chapters of her first book and I was like, I don't really want to read the rest of this. So instead I just skipped to the second book because this is who I am now. And um, I actually really liked it. Um, it's very dark. It's a lot of murder happens like all the time. It's pretty gory. Um, but I think, and you know, there is some, a lot of like, the sex can be dark and kinky at times. So you have to make sure you read all of the content warnings and stuff like that when you were going into it. But I think what I really liked about it. So she, the heroine goes through this really traumatic event and no one believes her about it. And so she's like always on the run. And the demon is like the only person who actually believes her and like follows her and protects her. And then eventually um, she sells her soul to him. So that help can help her get revenge. Um And what I really love about it is like from the very beginning, he's like, okay, I want her soul. Great. And I want, and then eventually I want her body because he's a horny demon. Fine. But what I really love about it is like, he never really hesitates to be like, okay, I think I'm in love with her and I'm just going to accept that. I'm not going to tell her that because I have a feeling she's not going to accept it, but like, it's very, he's very quick to fall in love with her, but it's not like a, it doesn't feel like a insta-love either. So it was well done in that way. Um, And I really did like the setup for a future witch book, witch demon book, which, very much in my wheelhouse. So yeah, I really like this. I do recommend if you are into that kind of stuff, I haven't really mentioned these kinds of books before because I haven't really read these before, but I was like, I'm intrigued. Um, So yeah, it was interesting. I liked the whole world building of it all. I liked, there was some stuff about how like, um, they're both actually bi as well, the main characters. So they do make allusions to their past lovers and how they have both slept. Well, she slept with women and he slept with men before. Um, and in fact, the demon, he's like one of his, his, many mates, which I thought was an interesting like tidbit as well. Um, and like one of them was the hero of a previous book. So like they're kind of mated as, and it could be as like a lover, but also they kind of like grown apart and become more like brothers situation as well. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's very, very dark and I really want to <laughs> emphasize that, but I did think it was interesting and I liked, I liked what she was doing with the series and then I read a Rockstar romance because again, who am I? I don't know. That's what I did. I read Fight for Me by Rachel Schering. Um, It's like the spin-off of her Ransom series. So it's about the kids. Have I read the original Ransom series about the adults? No. But and did I just skip to the third book of this series? Yes, but that's okay. Um, I really liked it. I give this five stars. I actually really, really loved this. Um, I always am a sucker for the hero character who like doesn't feel like he belongs quite but even though everyone loves him um I don't know it was a really good one I do like it I'm actually just started this the next book in the series which is about like the playboy guy uh, cousin so that's fun it does give me a lot of addicted vibes um the series by Becca Ritchie because there's like a whole reality show element to this book um and again it is about like a group of rock stars and their people that they fell in love with and then like all of their children which is very much addicted and like their sequel series which i can't like us i believe is the spinoff stuff um however whereas i did not read like us because i heard a lot of negative crap about it um this one i have not heard anything about and it only has like very few ratings so i feel like it's very unpopular it's like only 14 ratings on goodreads um but i i like it i thought it was really fun um i really love all the family stuff involved with it (laughs) very different than the demon romance which was you know them against the world. This one's very much about like, hey, we have a whole big family and there's a lot of fun dynamics there. Um, and yeah, so I read a lot of things. So, but I'm done now. Um, and you might have noticed the one thing that I yeah did not finish was our group read, but that's okay. I read other things. I'm also ten books ahead of my schedule, uh, ahead of my reading goal. Not wow. quite done yet. Wow. Yeah, but I'm getting there. I feel like with the next time we, we, we knew you get, be done. There. we
1: knew it. We did. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I'm done now. Update,
1: let's let's give updates since Trudy said that on our reading goals. Yes. I actually upped my reading goal. I don't think I said this, but I upped it from 40 to 50 because I would have hit I actually hit 40 a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, I'm gonna up it to 50. There's still a couple months, and I've been going through audiobooks like crazy. Um, I actually went through side note. This is a total side tangent, and then Grace can talk. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I went through and like, I think ha- more than half of the books that I've read this year have been an audiobook form, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. It's never been that many, but um, here I am, an audiobook stand, I guess. As you should be. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm at 45 out of 50 now. So I'm sure
2: I'll hopefully hit 50. Wow. This reminds me. Yeah. No, and I'm sorry. Just, this reminds me of the TikTok that Sarah sent us the other day. Um, yes. About audiobooks and how you're so productive because you get to do things and not just sit on your couch while you read. But that's fine. Yes,
1: yes, yes. It was a <laughs> yes. joke. We'll post it on. We'll post it on the Twitter, maybe. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, if I remember.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, I am also 45 books into no my 50 book reading challenge. So oh my gosh, Sarah, Grace, look at us! I know. Me and Sarah neck and neck. Um, I will definitely surpass 50. Um, I also originally was at 40, but I upped it. Mm-hmm. I will definitely pass 50 because as we know, I'm taking a class where I have to read 20 books and I have 11 left. So yeah, I will pass the book by at least six. I'll pass it by at least six. Um, Yeah. Look at us go. Good job. Thank you.
2: But yeah, I'm done. Good so Grace, go ahead. What have you been reading?
0: Okay, so first things first, I mentioned in our last episode that I was reading The Inheritance Games. Is oh, yeah. It?
2: The Inheritance yes. Games.
0: Um, I'm almost halfway through and I had to stop reading it because the audiobook was, I just couldn't do it anymore.
1: Really? It was that I, bad?
0: I don't even know. Like, I was just like in the middle of it and I was like, I don't like this. Wow. And I don't know if it was the book or the audiobook. Or both. So I was like, "Well, I might as well try to not do the audiobook." So I have the library book. It's actually sitting next to me at the desk. I just haven't had time to Mm -hmm. actually sit and read it. So yeah, I I just put it on pause and returned the audiobook. This is like two weeks ago almost. Oh wow! And I and so it's been a while. Um, I am still reading it though. I will finish it. I just haven't yet. So there's that. I also read The XX, which again, we were going to talk about a little bit later, in a few minutes, probably. And then I read The House in the Cerulean Sea, which is our group read, and another book we will talk about later. And then the only other book that I read in this time period was Five Midnights by Anne Davila Cardinal, which, fun fact, was almost our group read. I was like, hey, guys, do you want to read this or The House in the Cerulean Sea? And Sarah and Shruti said The House in the Cerulean Sea, and then Shirley didn't read it. But um. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that y'all did not pick the other one because I did not like it. Um, it wasn't good. I liked the concept. The concept it takes place in Puerto Rico. It's a young adult book. It's a young adult book. It's about a monster. You know, spooky season vibes. I thought it would be fun. Um, it 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 wasn't. Um, it takes place in Puerto Rico, which was cool. The concept and the plot was cool. It's about like this. Um. It's told in two perspectives sort of there's a few others too but mainly two perspectives there's this girl she her mom or her dad her dad is one of her parents is Puerto Rican and the other one was white and she comes to Puerto Rico for vacation every now and then to see her and her uncle um and then the other guy the other perspective is a guy they're both like 16 he lives in Puerto Rico and he has his whole life so it was cool that it took place in somewhere that wasn't America or England, because frankly, I don't read a lot of books that don't take place in America or England. So that was good. I was branching out, um, and basically, it was about like the guy and the girl. Obviously, they end up having a little tiny little romance, and um, there's like this monster called El Cuco, and it like is killing off this group of friends one by one. And the main guy character is part of this group of friends, and it's they're like him and his group of friends all had early july birthdays which is interesting Shirley, i hope this never happens to us we both have late july birthdays that are right next to each other um yep. but um so it goes like like the someone was killed on the fourth of july and the fifth and the sixth and so on and so he has like the last day and so it's all leading up and like so his friends are dying one by one and he's the last one which sounds really exciting and fun it's just that the writing was just really not good. It just really wasn't good. There's no other way to say it. It was not good. And then also the girl character was kind of annoying. Um, And I get that they're teenagers, but like she was just annoying. Like her uncle is a police officer and in Puerto Rico. And she was like wanting to know about his cases. And she was like, I'm going to investigate this stuff and I'm going to pretend to be a reporter and I'm like people are dying like this is not <laughs> this should not be fun for you people are dying um and so that just kind of annoyed me she was okay by the end but in the beginning she really got on my nerves um and yeah it was kind of sad because I actually had been wanting to read that book for a while it wasn't like the worst book in the world it just wasn't great and yeah, and and that's all I gotta say about that So that's what I've read in this time period. Nice. So we are going to get into our discussion of the house in the Cerulean Sea, and also the X-Hex. But first, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. And we're back. So, this week, we were supposed to read <laughs> The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Um, That was a group read for the month, and um, I picked it, and I picked it for several reasons. Number one, it is immensely popular. People sing its praises all the time. It is like a book talk, quote unquote, book. People love it on book talk. People love it on Twitter. People love this book. Um, it's supposed to be like a warm hug. People are obsessed with this book. So it's partly why I um, picked it. The other part is, as I mentioned, I said, hey guys, do y'all want to read this book or this book? And Trudy and Sarah said, this one. So that's another reason. And then the most important reason. The most important reason I picked this book is because it won an Alex Award, which is an award for um, adult fiction books that are suitable for teenagers. And um, it classified as a book to read for the class, I'm taking this semester. So killed two birds with one stone, picked it as a group read, and knocked it out for one of my class wrecks. So that was fun. Um basically the book is about a man named Linus Baker. He's lives a kind of little pathetic life. He's very lonely. Um, he works for this um, company called Daikomi. Um, which is the department in charge of magical youth. And he basically like goes to orphanages that are filled with these magical children with magical powers. And he, um, studies the orphanage and decides if, it, if it's suitable or not, and tries to like essentially make conditions better for the children. Um, which is not really what he's doing, but he, that's what he thinks he's doing. Um, the company he works for is kind of fucked up. He ends up, getting promoted sort of and he gets to go to this one island that's like classified and no one really knows about it because fun fact the um the antichrist is one of the children part of the orphanage on this island and um there's also a mysterious guy who runs the island named arthur and of course him and linus fall in love and um yeah so it's like a fantasy but it's also something i appreciated was that it was like because as we know, I'm not super big on fantasy sometimes, but it's a fantasy, but it's like realistic-y, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, it's a yeah. realistic fantasy. Like, it's not, the fantasy elements are not like,
2: it's not like it's there's a bunch like of, take place in our world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of
0: it, it, it takes place in our world, but our world mm-hmm. is just slightly different. So it's not right. like an epic fantasy or anything like that, which was-
1: enjoyable for me at least um also real quick not to interrupt I just want to put a big spoiler warning right here um I don't think we we're really going to do like a non-spoilery section um because honestly you can kind of guess what happens in this book based on the summary anyway but in case you haven't read it and you really don't want to be spoiled um just skip ahead until we start talking about the x talk
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Before we talk about how we felt about the book, I just want to give a quick disclaimer and say that it is, it is really popular. People really love it, but also some people really don't love it. Um, It is very problematic to some people, which in fairness to me, I did not realize before I picked it as a group read. Had I known that, would I have picked another book? Probably. Um... But the reason why people think it's problematic, which, I mean, like, there's valid reasons for it. Basically, long story short, um, the author said that the inspiration from the book came from Canada's 60s scoop, which I've never heard of before, but it was a real event. It happened from, like, 1950s to 1980s in Canada, and Indigenous children were taken from their homes and their families, and they were put in, like, these orphanages, and, um, it was so that the white families in Canada and US and all that stuff could adopt them but a bunch of them like weren't adopted and um really tragic really really not cool which is <laughs> putting it really lightly but you know um a very bad thing that happened and so the author like has said that that's what the inspiration of the story takes place from and he said that like he learned about this real event and like it stuck with him and like he kept thinking about it and he wanted to write about it but he didn't want to write about something he's white um and he didn't want to write about something that wasn't a part of his culture so instead he turned it into a, a fantasy so that he could still write about it um and so people do not like that he did that um because he is capitalizing and profiting off of a culture and history and a really tragic event that he was not a part of and his culture was not a part of. And I think that is a valid reason for um, criticizing it for sure. Um, I don't think a lot of people knew that. I didn't know. Yeah,
1: I I hadn't heard that at all until I I finished the book and then I went to read other reviews and I saw people mentioning that. Like no one... No one really talks about that unless you like if you go into the Goodreads reviews, I clicked on one star because I was like, I want to see like I wanted to see both perspectives because all I hear about is people raving Um, spoiler Mm -hmm. alert. I personally did not love it. So that's why I clicked one star because I wanted to see why other people didn't like it. And then I saw that I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, I feel like no one really talks about that in regards to this book. So I didn't even realize it until after I read it, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, I realized that in the middle of reading the book. Mm. And so I was really liking the book and like on its own, I, I mean, spoiler alert on its own. I really did enjoy the book, but knowing what I know definitely dampens my enjoyment of it. So mm. yeah. So but it,
2: go ahead. Sorry. So as alluded to earlier, um, I only read like the, I finished the first chapter. That's pretty much it. And I did not know, obviously, I did not know about this, because I didn't want to look up anything before I read the book. And then obviously I didn't finish. Um, but having known that, that completely tracks with reading from the first chapter itself. Like you can totally tell from the first chapter that this is a white author trying to do something too much. Um, so yeah, just validating me not reading. Um, and for full disclosure, while Sarah and Grace are now having a, this conversation, I'll be eating dinner for the rest of this part of the podcast. <laughs> I mean... So
0: yeah, the book is basically the the moral and the message of the book is you know, treat people with kindness, which is of course a, a good message for all to learn. Um, and you know, like it's a cause out discrimination and all this stuff. And the author, I assume, is is gay. So I mean, I'm sure from he was speaking from personal he, experience. And he says uh, in the acknowledgments that he is. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I assumed, but then I was like maybe I shouldn't assume that anyway I'm sure that for some of it he is speaking from personal experience um and that's like that tied into the messages of the book somehow but also he openly stated that he borrowed the idea from something that had nothing to do with him so there's that as well um I do I guess we'll talk about what we what we thought of the book now sure Okay, I liked the book. Um, as I said, I was really enjoying it, and then I found out, and I was like, "Uh, I think had I not found out about the that, I would have enjoyed it all the way through and been like, that was a fun time." And I did still think it was a fun time, but of course, like you know, knowing things changes my perspective of first perspective of it. I do understand why people think it's like. I mean, it wasn't like my favorite book of all time or anything, and it wouldn't have been even if I hadn't known what I knew. But I was like, this is an enjoyable read. Um, I definitely understand why people think it's like a comfort book, and why people like will describe it as like a warm hug because it is very like the way that it's written is very pleasant. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like British pleasant writing. The author is not British, which I was surprised to learn about. Um, but it also gave me a lot of Good Omens vibes, which was interesting, because when I first read Good Omens, like, a couple of years ago, I was like, I wish I could read another book like this, and then here's this one. So that gave me some Good Omens vibes, which is a compliment. Um, I, the romance was good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the children, a specific, which are all, like, a variety of children live on the island. They all have these magical powers. I want to give a specific shout out to, um, can't remember his name but he turns into a pomeranian sal sal the kid that turns into a pomeranian um i would die for him (laughs) that's my strongest feeling of of the book probably but i did enjoy it it was good but also not good
1: and that's all i have to say for now so like I said, um I didn't love the book, but there were some things I did really like about it. So I'll start with that. I like Grace said I loved the writing. That was the first thing that struck me from the beginning. Um it kept me interested in the book. It kept me going forward. Um I don't really know how to describe it, but it is very pleasant. It's very um it's somehow atmospheric while the world building isn't quite there. But that's the other thing I kind of liked. Um I didn't hate that there was little to no world building. Um, at first it kind of threw me off. because I was like, what's going on? Like, where are we? Like, what type of world is this? Is this dystopian? Is it fantasy? Cause in the beginning it, you do get dystopian vibes cause he's like at work and he's like, you know, going about his day and it's very strict. Um, so I definitely got like some 1984 vibes from that. Um, but the world isn't really developed. You don't know like where on earth this takes place but I think that was purposeful. I think it was intentional and I think it worked for this book. Um, and some it, of the ones go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say you saying that out loud. And I think I had this thought as I was reading it, it kind of reminded me of a series of unfortunate events.
1: Yes. yes. I definitely got those vibes too. Just from the, you don't really know where it's happening. You're not getting all the details, but it, it adds to it. Um, yeah. I saw people complaining, not complaining, but like commenting that they didn't like the lack of world building in the one-star reviews I read. Um, but for me, that wasn't an issue. In fact, that was something that kind of added to like the atmosphere of the book. Um, so I did enjoy those aspects. Um, and I think, sorry, uh-huh. I was just going
0: to say, I think you pointing out that it was purposeful. I feel like he probably did that to say that this could happen anywhere.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so, a universal. Right. Thing. Right. So things i didn't like. So obviously i don't like, you know, what grace was talking about um with the how it was based on the 60 scoop. However, i did not know that until after i read the book. So that's obviously something i didn't like, but even before i knew that, i felt like this book wasn't saying anything new. It was just kind of like discrimination is bad, be nice to everyone. And while those are good messages, it wasn't it was it it wasn't done in a unique kind of way. It was very much like in your face. It wasn't really saying anything different. It wasn't, I don't know. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but to me, it just felt very like elementary level, which for an adult novel, you don't expect that. Like, I think if this was written as a children's novel, it might've gone over better. Um, which I guess it did one that win that award, it definitely could be read yes. by, like yeah. children. Um, but it, it just wasn't, there wasn't for me, there wasn't really much like higher level thinking going on um and uh it was just it it was very like surface level like the the townspeople literally like had like pitchforks and torches which is okay but also in real life like discrimination is can be a lot more like under the surface and there wasn't really much nod to that everything was just kind of wrapped up with the mayor of the town being like i'm banning discrimination it's not allowed and it's like Okay, like that's cool, I guess, but I, I don't know. And then the orphanages, in quotes, I did air quotes with that, are still in place at the end of the book, too. He does, like the main character Linus, does, you know, try to figure out a way to dismantle them and he succeeds in some regards, but in other regards, it's still the system is still in place, which, especially if this is based on the 60s scoop, I understand why that was you know, perceived poorly by a lot of people. Uh, It was perceived poorly by me, even before I knew um, what it was based on. Um, So, yeah, that was my main issue with it. It was very much like, you know, chanting some messages at you, but it wasn't done in a new way. It wasn't like teaching me anything new. It wasn't, it didn't have a lot of nuance either. It didn't show the ways that discrimination can really like um, be hidden and under the surface, Um, also, the other thing was, I think maybe it was the hype for me. Everyone talks about this book like it changed their fucking life. It did not change my life whatsoever. <laughs> um, I, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was a book. It has a nice message. It's pleasant. Um, for me, it's not a comfort book because my other issue was I feel like there were a lot of characters or a lot of the children. There were only six of them, which is a lot but some of them you don't get to know, like at all. You really got to know Lucy, which is Lucifer, Satan, the antichrist. Um, Mm -hmm. and I did like him. He was probably my favorite part of the book. Yeah. My favorite character in the book was him. Um, I liked Linus's relationship with him, but he was really the only one that you got to know. You got to know Talia, the gnome girl a little bit. Um, but all of the others were really just like in the background. And at the end of the book, he's like, Oh my God, I love them all so much. I'm like, you did not even talk to them. Like Fee, the, the forest nymph lady. Yes. I literally forgot she was there. Little, okay. The little girl. Yeah. Are Fee and Theodore two different characters? Yes. Theodore okay. forgot about him too. He would yeah. just casually mention that Theodore was like a bird type thing every in a while, But Theodore squawked in the background. I'm like, what, what, what is the point? I don't know. I definitely think. Just, yeah. yeah.
0: I definitely think Fee and Theodore were not. Mm-hmm. Um, rounded out at all I do
1: think yeah. Sal
0: and um the one that wanted to be a bellhop what was his name
1: I I actually don't remember he's I can't remember I either Ch- but I, Chauncey. Chauncey Chauncey I liked Chauncey too I forgot to bring him up I think they were like they were okay think, developed yeah. but and then um they had distinct personalities they did like
0: obviously did. Yeah. Lucy was always going to be at the foreground right but I think that like I could at least tell them apart and I knew like what their Yeah. Made them tick, you know? Yeah.
1: And then what was the what was the the father guy's name? Arthur. 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 Um, I didn't really care about his relationship with Linus. It really wasn't developed for me. Um, it was kind of like weird at times. I was just, I don't know, it could because they would like act like they were closer. And I think it happened like between like between the pages, like between the lines, I guess. Like there was some time jumps, so it could have happened in like times when we weren't, you know, reading the narrative, or I guess when the narration skipped over a little bit. Um, But it was, you know, like it was fine. I didn't have anything against it. I did like Arthur being um, a phoenix. I kind of knew right away that he definitely had something. He was, um, he had like magical powers. I forget what the name for it was. Um, But I didn't realize he would be a phoenix. So that was a good addition Um, yeah, yeah. But overall, um, the, uh, questionable inspiration aside, um, if I just finished this book on its own, it was okay. Um, I don't know if I would recommend it because one, the inspiration obviously, and two, um, just because I feel like it's very overhyped. Like I said, everyone talks about this book, like it changed their life. Like it, um, it, it didn't do that for me, so I, I can't quite say that I agree with the hype, um, but it's not necessarily, like, a bad book. If you're just looking for, like, an easy, like, fun, like, good vibes read, I guess, then, like, you could pick it up, but I don't, I can't quite say I really recommend it.
0: Yeah, it would be a good beach read, I would yeah.
1: argue. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: my friend asked me, she was like, should I buy this? And I was like, I would say No. I think if you want to read it, you'll probably enjoy it, but I would mm-hmm. say, like, just get it from the library. And,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it just overall for me, it was very generic. Um, yeah. It was just a book to appeal. Like, if you don't read a lot, you'll probably like it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, That's if, fair. That's fair. Just because it was very, like, I, I can see why it's so popular. Like, not, not that I don't know, people who don't read a lot sometimes <laughs> would like things more than people who do read a lot. So just because for me, it was just a lot of it was, um it wasn't anything new, but if you don't read a lot, maybe it will be something new for you, so
0: yeah, there you go. I do agree with mostly what you said, and I want to add to that, but I just wanted to also, I just really, I just thought of this. Um, I don't, Did you listen to the audiobook? I did not, actually. No, I read okay. it all, yeah. So, uh, I actually bought this book a few weeks ago oops the damage is done um so I read the first few chapters but then I listened to the rest on audiobook because I was busy um and I just want to say the audiobook is really good actually the narrator okay. did a really good job for all of the characters um especially like the children he gives distinct voices to all of them he was American which threw me off just like it threw me off learning the author was American because the book feels very British like I'm like this takes I don't know when this takes place, but it takes place in England. I don't, I can't explain it. I just know that it does. Um, but other than that, good audiobook narrator. Back on topic. Um, I agree with you about how it was surface level. Um, that didn't bother me so much as how everything gets wrapped up because Mm -hmm. it felt like everything was wrapped up and it was too easy. like It was too easy. Yeah. And I get that if you want to have like, obviously the thing, the reason why people like this book from what I've observed is because it is so like feel good and lighthearted. And if you're reading a feel good, lighthearted book, you want to feel good and feel lighthearted. So you want things to wrap up, but like, like Sarah said, the townspeople. Um, so, you know, the, the book takes place, the orphanage is in an, is on a Island and there's like, it's separate. And then across the way is this city and the people in the city really hate the idea of this orphanage because the children are magical and they're different and they don't like that. Um, and so the mayor of the town is like the good, the good one out of the townspeople. And she's like, as Sarah said, yeah, discrimination is illegal now. And the other townspeople have pitchforks and stuff. But I feel like the like how convenient the ma- the mayor is the good one.
2: Yeah. You know?
0: Like yeah. the mayor was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. The mayor was just very mm-hmm. she was, I don't know. It was just very convenient and it happened really quickly. Like all of a sudden, at first she seemed kind of um leery of them. And then all of a sudden she was like, just kidding. Discrimination is bad. I actually just remembered that. Um, yeah. She, she, yeah, she you're was all right. On, she was all on board. And then she was like, and I'm gonna, and now that I've seen you in the flesh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna help you. Yeah. When like they've been there the whole time. And they do address that. Um, but I don't know, they didn't address it enough for me. And I do think like what Sarah said about how discrimination isn't always like people with pitchforks. I think maybe they tried to address that with like Linus and the mayor who were both like living, they talk about how people live in a bubble and mm-hmm. they are not aware of other people. Um, and then once they become aware and like get to know these people, diverse people, we will, because that's obviously what the metaphor is. Um, then they realize they're, <laughs> they're, oh wow, they have feelings. Um, but I don't think they did a very good job of that necessarily and then the other thing same idea the book again yeah spoilers the book ends with um at first Linus is like I gotta leave the island because I have to go back to my job um for die which as we have established is a really bad organization um and I have to like make sure that they don't shut your orphanage down and Arthur is like no you should stay but I also understand and also Linus says something about how like I can also help other children now that I've experienced this and Arthur's like, yeah, I understand that. Um, and so Linus goes back. He makes sure that the orphanage doesn't get shut down. Arthur's orphanage. And then he just goes to Arthur's orphanage. um, Which I get, you know, get your happy ending, whatever. But like, I was like, what about the other kids? Right. <laughs> you know? And like, it would be fine if he had never mentioned it, And perhaps I'll help other kids. But he did mention it. And then he just didn't. And I'm not necessarily mad that the book ends with the system being set in place because in order to dismantle the entire system that would be a really long book I feel like but you know a hint that perhaps that's what their goal
1: is or something they care about at all at the end but at the same time this book was very much like all right. All of a sudden, everything's going to be good and happy. So if you're going to go in that direction, you might as well. Be- yeah. We ended the orphanage, and they all went back to their real fan or their fan yeah. or whatever. I. I like, did- you might as well go all the way, you know. But it 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 was like. It's gonna be happy ending for these kids and only these kids and Mm -hmm. the other kids might eventually get a happy ending, but we're not gonna touch that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I did see someone in a Goodreads review. And like Sarah said, like if you scroll through the Goodreads reviews, it's wild because you'll see like a five-star review and be like, this book changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. And immediately following that is like this really long one star review about how this is the worst shit imaginable. Yeah. So (laughs) if you're bored. You not know, give it a scroll, but anyway, um, I did see one good Goodreads review. I can't remember which one it was now, but they were like, "What about the kids' families? Like, what? Why aren't we putting them with their families? Like, they were still taken from their families." But the message is like, "Arthur is their family now," which is nice, but like, is the real family still out there? We don't really know. So yeah, I I agree with that point.
1: Yeah. So I just yeah, my main issue is that it was just trying to be for something that was trying to be so heavy handedly to be an allegory for real life discrimination, it did a really, um, mediocre job of actually addressing discrimination and it, yeah, that kind of thing. So, and that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I think I gave it, I I would give it like 2.5 stars. I think I rounded up to three for Goodreads purposes, but I think I'll give it 2.5. It's not like, you know, the worst book or anything, but, um, yeah, it wasn't, didn't really do much for me.
2: I gave it four. I may change that later. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I did not rate it.
1: I just DNF. <laughs> really? Oh, Wait, how many pages did you read? I read. And I read the first chapter.
0: Oh. <laughs> Before the bad stuff starts happening.
1: <laughs> to be fair, the chapters were like kind of, they weren't like long, but they're like longer than like two yeah. pages, which I, I prefer chapters that are two pages. So <laughs> I,
2: I think my phone said two percent. So yeah. I just, I don't know, like something about it just wasn't vibing, and then I just wasn't in the mood, and then I was like, I'm just not gonna read this. This does not bring me joy, so I'm not gonna read it.
1: That's fair. Well, in my yeah. opinion, you didn't miss all that much.
2: So. <laughs> Are you ready to move
1: on to a fun, a more fun book? What's it?
0: The X Hex. Yes. The X okay. Hex. <laughs> um, so this was kind of planned. Fun fact, fun behind the scenes fact: we were supposed to record an episode about the X Hex like last week.
2: But none of us
1: before that, we were supposed to record an episode about Serpent and Dove. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, here's the timeline of events. We were
0: supposed to record an episode about Serpent and Dove, which Sarah and I read a couple of years ago or so. Shorty was going to read it and we were going to talk about it. Were we going to give a favorable review of it? Probably not. But we were going to talk about it. And then we all ended up with copies of The X-Hex somehow by Aaron Sterling, a.k.a. Rachel Hawkins. And Shruti was like, why don't we just talk about that book instead? And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, And then that was, so that was supposed to be last week's episode. And then none of us finished it, could finish it in time. So it was going to be a joint episode of whatever we're talking about the house in the Cerulean Sea. But then we couldn't finish the house in the Cerulean Sea in time. And then Shruti just didn't finish it. So here we are at the end of the week recording an episode about both. am yeah yep yeah. here we are sarah is the um the rachel hawkins stand among us so if she wants to take the lead on this one she is more than welcome to
1: i would be happy to um so the x-hex is a uh i guess like i don't know what the word for it like paranormal mm-hmm. romance mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong um yeah. about a young woman who is a witch and she lives in a town where a large portion of the residents are also witches some of them are not but her and her family are witches and um her ex-boyfriend uh is a member of the founding family of that town so his he's also a witch his family are also witches and there's like magic that like powers the town um but uh reese that is the name of her ex-boyfriend when they dated in the past and when, um, they broke up for, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I give away the reason now nah, I won't give away the reason they broke up for a reason and she was brokenhearted and she and her cousin were like messing around and they like, uh, jokingly put a curse on him. They didn't think it was a real curse. Um, but I think it's nine or 10 years later, Reese comes back to the town and, Uh, because he needs to charge the ley lines uh, once every like I think it's 10 years or something a member of the Penhallow that's the founding family of the town a member of the Penhallow family needs to return to the town to recharge the ley lines and repower the magic for the town so Reese has forced to come back to town Um, and it turns out that the curse that that Viv and her cousin uh, thought was a joke that they placed on Reese was actually real, but it only is limited to the confines of the town. So when Reese returns to the town, um, that bitch is cursed. He has so many <laughs> bad things happening to him. So he, uh, Viv, obviously feels bad about this, and she works with him to break the curse um also not just that she feels bad like he literally needs to recharge the ley lines and he can't do that properly unless the curse is broken so of course like you know romantic witch stuff happens and um yeah so that is a summary of this book um, I've been excited for this book basically since uh, Rachel Hawkins announced it. She'd write it under her pen name, Erin Sterling. Um, I've been a Rachel Hawkins fan for a long time, as I've talked about before. I love her books. Um, and this one was really fun. Um, I didn't qu- I didn't love it as much as I mean, The Wife Upstairs, it was her most recent book, The Thriller. I absolutely love that book. Um, I didn't like this one quite as much, but it was a different genre. So, but it was still a fun time. I think I gave it four stars. Um, but yeah,
2: what did what did you guys think of it? So I think what I really loved about it is something that Grace talks about a lot, which is that the world was like a realistic world and there just happened to be magic in it. So yes. I really loved the world and the universe. Um, also, they and, were in Georgia. Yes, they were in, they in Georgia. Were in that was Georgia. fun. Rachel to Georgia. Georgia.
1: yeah, she sets all her books in the South, pretty much, because she oh, is yes. from the South, yes. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that about her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really love the universe, and I also noticed that on Goodreads, this is listed as the first in the series, so I'm excited to go back to this world. Um, I didn't so... even see that. What? Yeah, this is number one, and <gasps> I think she said, I read a review, I think, that said, like, she's going to write more romances about, like, other characters, which I assume are going to be, like, Gwen? Reese's brothers, Gwen? maybe Gwen? even Viv's cousin. I don't know the about cousin. When. the cousin, the Rachel cousin, yeah, we'll get the, cousin. We'll the, the cousin, the cousin. The cousin. I don't know about when, like next year. I don't know. My point here though is I really love the universe. I really loved the characters. Um, I thought the characters were all really cool, who were established, whether it was Reese's brothers, whether it was um Viv's cousin, like all of the all of the characters who were introduced were really fun. And like the entire town, like Amanda, the one like one-off character who you know is gonna show up in another book because that's how these romances Amanda. work. Amanda, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I also loved the romance. The romance was cute. I thought that was really fun. Um, I loved the idea of, like, her accidentally hexing him, and then now they have to, like, break the curse together. Like, that was super fun. Um, my issue was that it was kind of disjointed at times. Like, there's a lot of plot threads that were never actually addressed. Like, for instance, why they broke up in the first place. Never really talked about or addressed. Um, they... There were some other things that weren't addressed that I figure if she wrote more books would probably get um, addressed there. But I don't know, something was missing in this book. And I, it was like, sometimes the plot took over, sometimes the romance took over. And like, I'm okay if we just want to do romance and just vibe, obviously, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if the book was like, let's do a plot and just have throw a romance in there. But it was at times it felt like she couldn't decide the direction. I don't know. I liked it for the vibes. I liked it for the romance and the universe, but something just didn't hit quite right. Um, I did give it four stars, though. So I did like it overall. But there were some things that were, like, missing for me.
1: I agree with you. Sorry. I'll just say this real quick before Grace shares her thoughts. I'm just going to say I agree with you on pretty much everything you said. Um, I also just want to say, you, before I forget, um, this book, I think w- it could have been solved if it was a little bit longer. But I'll go into that more after Grace mm-hmm. talks.
0: Perhaps. Um, I appreciated that it was short. Otherwise, maybe we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> That's um, true. But... I agree with both of you guys. I also wanted to piggyback on what Sarah said about how, about um The Wife Upstairs because I also read The Wife Upstairs this year or uh, yeah, I read it this year and I loved that book too. It was really, really good. And I liked it more than I liked this one. And as Sarah said, those are two different genres. Um, the Wife Upstairs is, is a thriller. However, I think in general, Rachel Hawkins' writing was better in that book than it was I in this fully one. agree, mm. yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um i don't know why that is but that's how i feel
1: i think she writes in different styles for different genres like this writing did fit in with the romance genre it was very like light and casual um but the the wife upstairs was was a much darker book yeah
0: yeah that makes sense um Yeah, this book, the vibes were immaculate. Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed the little town and its descriptions. And it felt like I was drinking a pumpkin spice latte with every (laughs) page. Um, Mm -hmm. And I liked the romance. But there, I think, and I I agree about the plot thing, too. There was also some, like, really obvious stuff where I was like, come on. Like, the part part where Amanda, like, shows up out of nowhere and is like, hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, this girl, this bitch is, um, not trustworthy, but well, Vivi was still like, oh, thank God. And I was like, what are you doing? Um, I'm not a witch and I would never would have done this. And I'm like the most gold person in the world. <laughs> um, so that was some parts of the plot where I was like, why are you doing this? Um, but I think my main issue with the book, and I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but my main issue with the book is that the romance never made me like want to throw myself across the room and die. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I never yeah, yeah. was like super, yeah. I never felt super passionately about them. There mm-hmm. were never any like, like, okay, with Arthur and Linus, these books have nothing to do with each other, <laughs> but we did read them in the same week. Were they like the greatest love story of all time? No, but there were a few lines where I was like, damn, that fucking hit. There were no lines um, in this book where I I thought that.
2: I agree. Like, I was going to say, I do yeah. really like Reese. I did really love Reese. I think I loved him as, like, a book boyfriend. I thought he was a good character. But I agree that there's something missing in the romance there. It's just, like, there was never that, like, one moment where you're, like, oh, my God, squealing, you know? Yeah. yeah there was yeah. never that, yeah. like,
0: s- spice. I don't Yeah.
2: I did think her that's not the right word. decent. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, no I, I know. I know. No, yeah. that's not what I
0: mean. That's not what I mean. The spices is me, fine.
1: Yeah, for me, it was like, it's like you guys were saying, there was just something missing from the romance that I can't quite put my finger on. Um, And it, it, I was kind of feeling the same way. Like I was like, yeah, they're like, I like them. I like them as individually. Mm -hmm. I like them together, but there's nothing that's really like, oh my God, I need them to get together. I need them to be together. Um, I was you I know, just
0: wasn't like super invested yeah, yeah. It's I wanted it yeah
2: it's like the equivalent, equivalent of a tv show when the actors don't have chemistry like yes. you understand what the writing is doing but the yeah. actors just don't have it yeah or at least you yeah. don't perceive them to have it and so you're like I can't get invested in them because they just don't have that spark yes
1: and uh um, yeah. so this book I like you guys were saying the vibes were everything like if you're reading read this at Halloween but right at halloween right. you won't get much out of it if you're reading it in like april and you're like oh i want a fun romance book with witches like n- no um i no. think if halloween, someone yeah i think i'm so sorry i think if someone saw this book in april and decided to read
2: it
0: they would be a sociopath
1: no i know but something <laughs> like paranormal romance is like a genre that people read so
2: yeah. right like this is like a specifically yeah. an october book yeah right yeah. This,
1: this one like definitely read it in october and only in October. Don't pick it up like um even now, like if you're if you're just listening to this, wait till next year, guys. It's um, too late for you. Yeah, it's too late <laughs> for you. Um, because the vibes are so good, but the romance just like it, it's it's
2: fine, you know.
1: It fell yeah. flat. Yeah, it fell, it fell a little
2: flat. Yeah. And as a romance, it should therefore that's I think that's the problem, is because it yeah. was a romance. You want mm-hmm. the romance to be good. Like, I don't care about the plot so much if the romance is fine. Yeah.
1: I um, mean, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and uh you know rachel hawkins has written good you know romantic plots within books that have plots aka rebel bell trilogy if you've ever read that um harper and david forever we'll, we stand. um but her,
0: um sorry i just want to say her royal highness oh and oh. now i'm like wait she could definitely write okay really quick her royal highness is a young adult oh book you're right. she wrote, and mm-hmm. it is roommates epic, right? Sapphic yes. Roommates to yep. Lovers, phenomenal book. You should all mm-hmm. read it. But um I was just thinking maybe she wouldn't make a spin-off about the the cousin, because the cousin is tied to the mayor, who is a woman. So that would be a Staphic romance. I was like, she may not do that. But she's I already written she one. So I, I think I think, she, I think she should. I think it was established. Why would
2: you why would you not esta- you've already established that in the book. Why would you not? Write and book it was like them. hinted at the book just enough right. to make you be like, hmm, Ooh. it wasn't mm. fully addressed. So
1: I think- I want right. to know more. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. While, right. while we're speculating about mm-hmm. the side characters that were introduced, obviously Amanda is going get her, to get her, get her own book. Who do you think Amanda's love interest is going to be? Because it's obviously going to be one of the brothers. Which brother do you think is going to be with Amanda? The
1: one that I runs think... the bar.
2: Ooh, yeah, I was going to say be the fun. other one.
1: I thought it was going to be the other one.
2: The one I'll who's be. in the mountains.
1: I'll be honest. I got the brothers mixed
0: up. Could not tell you. Um, could not tell you. I do book. really
2: like, I really do really like the
1: brothers though. So I do too. I do too. I'm excited. Hopefully they're in the later books.
2: Maybe. Yeah, what I do if- think we're going to, Oh, I do think we're going to get an Amanda book. And I do think we're going to get a book for each of the brothers. So I would not be surprised if Amanda's with one of the brothers. I also would not be surprised if she switched it up and like Amanda and the cousin got together. Maybe. I don't well, know. I that's what I was going to gonna
0: say. What I was going to say is what if, cousin mm-hmm. mayor amanda
2: oh mm-hmm. would not be opposed don't think she would do that but it would not be i opposed. don't
0: think so either but maybe if she thought outside the box you know
2: maybe and i also you know? kind of like the idea of the cousin with the mayor like I do. just too. seems like no, such I a do. funny yeah. concept I'm i do of, no and they definitely introduced it yeah like yeah. it would and i think mm-hmm. it's cool to do like a mortal witch one too right because the mayor is yeah human. yeah mm-hmm. that could be interesting
1: You know what, this is totally off topic, but I was thinking about this, just the, some of the plot elements gave me Bloodlines vibes, like specifically Indigo spell. When Sydney and Adrian, um, Sydney like gets involved in like witch stuff. She's like a witch and oh, yeah. um, they like hunt down. They have to hunt down like a rogue witch who's like messing with people. I kind of reminded me of like Amanda, especially when they found Amanda at a BNB mm. um, because Adrian and Sydney find the uh, the rogue witch <laughs> at the B&B and they pretend to be a married couple. Anyway, that's besides the point. But the I what? Just, you don't remember that? <laughs> no. What did you say? The, the B the what? B and the bed, oh. bed and breakfast. The B&B. Oh. No, I, yes, I do. I do remember that. Now that you say <laughs> it, I remember yeah.
0: it. I just remember the part where they make out out of the sorority
2: house. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, yes. For some anyway, reason. Yes. That's a, that's a one good of my favorite parts. There's a
2: reason. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this book, The XX, again, um, is one, of course, when they're like doing all this ghost hunting, because I, you know, I love a ghost. Ghost sorority. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That was my favorite um, part. I did really enjoy though when they were locked in the closet and they were about to start making out and then they realized that they were you know, in like a haunted closet. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that anyway. was funny.
0: It'd be like that. I yeah, support it does really making do. out in a haunted closet, believe it or not. I, I support that.
2: I think this is why I've been reading a lot of paranormal recently. That and a spooky season. But I think that maybe that may, that's what it is. It's yeah. the ghost hunting and then making out in haunted closets.
1: Yes. To a good mm-hmm. combo. Yes.
2: But yeah, I really love this universe. So I do wish she comes back to it. But I hope she figures out how to write a better, full, in-depth romance if she does that. And she has some really great characters mm -hmm. that she can do great romances with. But there's just that, yeah. That's why I think it could have been better if it was, like,
1: uh, a little bit longer. Um, Because I know Mm -hmm. she can do that. She did, you know, with Rebel Bell. She had, like, the whole storyline going on the plot. But then also the romance. Um, You know, Bloodlines did that with, like, the, they did, like, witch stuff. And then, like, Bloodlines had so much fucking shit going on especially it really when, like, did I don't know the, how the, Rochelle Mead did that but the layers were the immaculate layers. a right, structured so, story like exactly there was so much going on when I cannot even explain the plot of this series to someone because there's just there's so much there's so much to unpack there uh, uh, thoughts, but anyway, just vibes super niche like besides yeah. the point um but <laughs> I think if it the, those books were a little bit longer than this there were maybe like 50 to 100 pages longer. And I think this book, maybe not that much longer, but maybe just a little bit more development of both the plot and the romance or just the romance, because if you're going to categorize it as a romance book, then the plot can kind of of fall by the wayside and no one will be mad. I mean, some people might be mad, but romance readers won't be.
2: I think, and I think that's part of the problem was that there was a little bit too much plot. And then Mm -hmm. that plot took away from the time to really develop the romance. Right. Um, Right. Because- Originally, this book was about how he was cursed, but then there was like the town is now cursed and Mm -hmm. now there's also this ghost involved. And like, I think there was just like a tad too much plot and that's what took away from the romance for me. Yes.
0: It's also very episodic Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in a way that it felt kind of like a monster of the week show. Mm -hmm. But it's a
2: book. Book. It was a little disjointed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, y'all brought that up earlier and I was like, ah, but now that I'm thinking about it, in tv show terms for some reason on this book <laughs> podcast i agree um and it just didn't feel connected like it didn't feel like it was leading into the thing it was just like oh mm-hmm. by the way the cat can talk and now a ghost. which by the way yeah. Yeah, why, why yeah. cat,
2: wait why would you make a talking cat and then not like spend more time with a talking cat so anyway, right. true right and Shruti, you brought
1: up when you said um that they they talked about why they broke up they didn't really get into that yeah i didn't even yes. realize that until you said it but listen they like, he broke up because he had a prior like his dad was trying mm-hmm. to betroth him but they Which know is such like, a oh, wonderful yeah. concept
2: that is mm-hmm. such a good concept yeah where, like, where did that who? What if now, the okay but I, like, wait oh maybe you're about to say the same thing go ahead i was just gonna say the woman that he was betrothed to
1: what if she comes back and marries the brother Mm-hmm. that could be true the
2: what the older brothers? Brothers? Yeah. but
0: then why not sprinkle a little more hints so that we can be excited when that does I
2: happen i know, you know? probably because there's so much other stuff going on yeah. i do wonder if maybe this was like an editor thing where like it was a longer book right and like the editor came back and was like hey this is a romance novel it cannot be this long Let's romance novels don't
0: like to read
2: <laughs> That was a joke. No, no, I do feel like romance novels tend to be shorter and I don't know they yeah do. but I do think they're to be shorter and so I could see like an editor being like, okay you have a lot of this extra stuff right now let's mm-hmm. pull this out and you just write another novel and yeah. that's what's going to happen Yeah,
0: I'm just wanted to circle back and just make this one comment I would have sacrificed more of the romance if we'd gotten to see the talking cat a little more <laughs> I think the talking that's cat all the yeah. talking cat talked about was treats, treats. and is that Which, accurate to be fair, Yes, yes, but not fun. It's not fun. I want what's the cat and Sabrina, the teenage nurse, Sabrina? What You're right, that, that's who I thought, thought about too. What's his remember.
1: name? I don't remember.
0: I don't know, but that's an iconic character and I would have liked to mm-hmm. see more of that.
1: Not that this should have, I don't think this should have been a YA novel, but I think it could have been structured like a YA novel where it's a little bit longer. You do have, you know, that plot developments that's there in this one, but there is also more time for the romantic development and build up and like the relationship and everything. Because just thinking about the structure, and I, the reason I say that is because she used to write why And thinking about the structure of the Rebel Bell series. Um, there was, like, plot development, but there was also, like, a lot of, like, romantic buildup there, too. So I think if, if it had been, like, structured more like that, it would have been a little bit better. But I agree. It could have been just, like, an editor thing trying to cut it down. Because if it's going to be in the romance genre, they are tend to be shorter. I also wonder if they had, if she had actually done flashbacks back to
2: when they actually met if we would have connected more. With yeah. The romance. yeah. That's the other
1: thing I did mean to bring this up. Thank you for saying that. Um, I don't always do well with second chance romances because mm-hmm. you, you come into these characters, they already have this backstory and that doesn't work for me. I need to see the relationship from the beginning essentially to really get invested in it. So that's why I tend to stay away from like, second chance romances, because you miss a lot of the development. So maybe if she had done flashbacks, like you said, I would have been a little bit more invested because you get to see the development, but they come together with all this history already history that we as readers didn't really get to
2: experience. We didn't get to see them come together. See, I don't, I mean, I usually don't gravitate second chance, but like, even with like friends to lovers, right? You generally come into it when they're already friends, right? And they're about to make Mm -hmm. that switch. So you have all that history and that, but you can get a glimpse, but you actually should see, okay, they're really good friends and this is what's happening. And I feel like that was the problem was because this was a second chance and then we did not spend enough time. I don't know. There just wasn't enough time establishing that connection. I just didn't get it. I think was the problem. Like I get Well, actually, separate question. Do either of you read the audiobook or did you guys both read? I read the physical book. I wonder if in the audiobook he had an accent. Completely off topic, but I do wonder in the audiobook, did he have an accent? Because he's supposed to be Welsh.
0: I'm sure that they tried one. Whether whether or not they did it or
2: not is a (laughs) good question, but I'm Mm -hmm.
1: sure they tried it. Also... I did say before that I did not really like dual POV romances. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, when I went into it and it was dual POV, POV, I was like, oh my God, no. But it wasn't bad. I did not mind. Reece yeah, I didn't think he 22. was that horny. So I think he was fine. He was okay. He was, no, was, he was okay. He was okay.
0: <laughs> the local prude, which is me, thought that it was fine. So that means it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, believe it or not, despite the fact that I've criticized the romance of this book. I have realized I think that I like second chance romances have I read a lot mm. of them no but I enjoy the concept but I do agree that the flashbacks would have made this book better because there's something about kind of like with people we meet on vacation there's something about like seeing the flashbacks and knowing things are going to go bad yeah but not maybe yeah. not knowing mm-hmm.
2: how Oh know, like, yeah. you know
0: how it's going to end mm-hmm that's maybe, if that, yeah. ooh, maybe
2: if that had been what it was it was like instead of her revealing that they broke up because of the betrothal you just know that they broke up and then like you would find out in flashbacks hey they're meeting and you know they're gonna break up but you don't know why yeah and then and you are like out with the betrothal and then they actually talk about it but that's a different issue. and
1: you're yeah.
0: falling watching them fall in love knowing it's gonna end badly as yeah. you're watching them fall in love in the present
1: day yep. knowing it's gonna end bad and you don't find out right. why they break up till the end yeah
2: yeah,
0: I think we're just recreating people we meet on vacation, but <laughs> making it a little different. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if all basically, books are a little more people, like people we meet on vacation, that would be fine.
2: It's people we meet on vacation, but with widgets, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and not friends. Speaking to love it. of, there's, there's
2: yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. I was. Gonna I was do just going to say there. There are other books like that. It's not just people we meet on vacation. It's yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Yeah. that's true. It is a very popular, like second chance romance kind of structure. Are we done talking about the XX? Because I'm about to like completely talk about something completely different in a second.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm done. This okay. episode has no structure. So no go wild. We can always we're sitting back. here. Oh, wait, no, actually,
0: sorry. I have a closing remark. Mm-hmm. Okay. My closing remark is that I think that Rachel Hawkins and us should cur- collaborate because <laughs> we're sitting here and we've got all these ideas, especially like for spin-off books. And also when we read um
2: the wife upstairs.
0: No. I just realized that I think I had a stroke because I was gonna say
1: I was gonna say that the X talk, we had ideas for that, but that's not the same book. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> Lynn Solomon, different oh my Rachel.
0: God. And then I got the X Hex and the X talk mixed up. I've been literally thinking that. And waiting to say it for like 10 minutes now, and only now did I realize. Okay, you're, not, you're thinking so basically, completely different people.
2: So, basically, I think what Grace is trying to say is we should write our own romance novel because we just have great ideas, I is basically what she's saying. Oh my god, yes, yeah, so there we go. Of
1: us the book hose, write a romance novel, but we could amazing. literally do it. Yeah, probably. We could do it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. speaking okay, of okay, yeah, speaking of romance novels and people we meet on vacation, um, so it is almost November which means we are approaching Goodreads Choice Awards time. Um, and a lot of like people on BookTube and TikTok and all those places have started like putting, releasing their like predictions of what books they think are gonna be on the nominations. Um, and I think it's really interesting because a lot of people kind of agree that the front runner for romance, because that's the only Cory I care, care about, is people we meet on vacation, which in my, in my opinion is a great option and should 100% win. Although like Talia Hibbert's um, Eve Brown book is also definitely up there and I would not be mad at that either and there's a couple others but like people on vacation. <laughs> twice definitely... shy perhaps? Yeah like twice, and twice shy okay. exactly <laughs> but I, think has I shy doesn't have perhaps but see the problem so I think twice shy doesn't have as much hype and I do oh, yeah, think Talk will definitely be up there. Yeah I do think X Talk is one of my other uh, one of the other ones obviously that's going to be up there. I just feel like people who meet on vacation which just so popular that it's probably going to win and I I'm not going to be like, mad about it I think that one's going to
1: win. I won't be mad about it, but I like the X talk a lot better.
2: So I'll be a little bit sad, but I did. I disagree. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's fine. My point though, was there's a lot of people now noticing who have been saying that some of these romances aren't actually romances and they're more women's fictions. And I'm like, what books are you reading? Because this is definitely a romance. Like, for instance, some people were saying Honey Girl might be put on romance novels. But as far as I'm aware, Honey Girl was not a romance. Honey Girl Girl was
1: not a romance.
2: People, for some
1: reason, I don't know if it was marketed as a romance, but everyone went into it thinking it was a romance. And then they gave it bad ratings when it wasn't a romance, to which I say, um, do your research. Anyway, Mm -hmm. no, if that one gets nominated under romance, that'll be weird.
2: And then also, um, I can't remember, Helen Helen Huang's uh, book... Not the Kiss, kiss Quotient, but like the newest one in her series of The that Heart one. Principle. This yes, The Heart Principle. I think that one is also being said like it's not it's so that one I know was a romance, but I think it focused a lot on like the not romance stuff of it, too. And so that one I could argue, could definitely be argued either way, although it's definitely marketed as a romance it probably is more of a romance. But like in comparison, people we meet on vacation was a romance, like the whole point of the plot was the romance
1: the entire um, plot was structured around their relationship that is
2: right. a, a romance mm-hmm. it's it's not a romance if your characters are being developed like that that's yep. a good, that just means it's a good romance that's all it yeah. means um yep. but yeah no I just had to get that off my chest because I was very irritated when I saw some of that but also I just really love people we meet on vacation so I'll just put my plant my fag there that that was probably that is so far has definitely been my favorite book of the year um but we'll talk about that in December anyway so we'll see the
0: tribe offensive i just remember that that could be a contender because I, I was sitting here thinking like yeah, oh, yeah. People, people we meet on vacation that's got my vote Then i was like be- mm, that
2: could something. be a contender but i feel like that one's not going to be as popular enough like that might be someone's write in
1: um not when i convince
2: people to write it you're in. right you're right <laughs> you're i'm gonna be right.
1: if twice shy isn't on there i'm gonna write that in Oh, yeah, yeah me too. I think absolutely. I'm hoping The X Talk is nominated because I think I think it one, would be. Yeah, that no, one might too. be one of my favorite books of the year. So I hope that one I hope I can vote. For I feel
2: that like one. people we made on vacation, The X Talk and um, actor AG Brown are three that I think will definitely be on there. I think Twice Shy may not, and then we might have to write it mm-hmm. in again, like we did with yeah. You Deserve Each Other, and but we then did last time, end up we'll on there because that's what yes. happened last time. Right. Um,
0: what one last year? Was it Beatrix?
2: I don't remember. Great question. Let's, let's find out. Let's find out.
0: I figured it out. So did I. It was from Blood and Ash,
2: which I do think Jennifer L. Armstrong released. From Blood and new, Ash 1? Yeah. And it wasn't, I think another book from Jim, uh, Jennifer L. Armentrout came out this year. So I would not be surprised if that one's also nominated. Beet Treat, I think, was second place. It was second, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um, And Take a Hint, Danny Brown last year was on here, but it was like top oh, seven.
0: You guys, we are. We are clowns.
2: You know what Why? else came
0: out this year? One last stop.
1: Oh, yeah. I like that one, but I, I would- I didn't like it as much as these. The... Yeah, I didn't like it as much. I do it, doesn't it doesn't matter be... what
2: you think. I think that one will be a big one. Um, I do think, I think it, it definitely will. Think... Yeah. It will definitely be on the list, but I don't think- I, I could see <laughs> that one winning.
1: But it I don't doesn't... think-
0: I meant when I said it doesn't matter what you think, I meant that that isn't just because you yeah, didn't I like guess. it as much doesn't mean it's not going to win. I think it's no, going
2: to be. I yeah. do think it's going to be in the top there. Yes, I agree.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I would not be surprised though if the new Jennifer L. L. Armentrout was also up there. I'm sure there's some other really popular authors that I can't think of right now that are also that came out this week, this year. Although, spoiler alert, was on last year's and Elf- uh, Olivia Dad's new book just came out, I think, today, yesterday, this weekend. So I don't know if that's like in time, but that's like oh, the yeah. perfect time. So I would not be surprised if that got on the list as well, depending on if it's good or not. Yeah. Oh, and Abby Jimenez, she put out a new book, too, that I really liked. I forgot about that one. I really, Life's Too Short. That was a good book. Another book that people say is women's fiction, but it's definitely a romance because it's centered about a romance. But anyway.
0: But anyway. But anyway. We could sit here all night and talk about these things, Yes, but we should not because we are going to be talking about them a lot during the next coming weeks and people will get sick of us. Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. we will save them for next month. So before we wrap up, I will say that I have chosen the November group read and that book that I have chosen is These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong um I was between two books I won't say what the other one is because I'm probably going to read it this month anyway um and Grace and Trudy pretty much had no opinion they were like yeah either's fine so I went with this one because um it is a young adult fantasy novel which I feel like is like a classic Sarah kind of pick I'm not a big fantasy reader but I do love a good young adult fantasy um i have not read it yet i great you guys haven't read it yet either no uh, nope. grace and trudy also have not read it so you will get to hear our thoughts also the sequel is coming out this month so if we like it we can just jump right in and read the next one so Wait, are you making
2: fun. me read a book of uh, from a trilogy where the last no it's just two it's, a, it's just two
1: it's a duology okay. yeah
2: so it's both just, of the books will be out by the time yes. i finish
1: reading the book the okay, yeah then the second
2: fair. book that's comes fine. out like
1: i think like next week or something so it'll okay. be it'll be good never mind it'll be
0: I was just going to say, I specifically have not read it yet because I wanted to wait until the second one came out. Same. Yep. Mm. So I was
1: planning to read it this month anyway. So um, yeah, I think it'll be a good time. I'm probably going to audio book it, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, so read along with us. Uh, we will let you know the date of our discussion episode. Um, we'll let you know the date of that once we decide it. So um, yeah, read along with us. Uh, you can um, send us your thoughts on Instagram at BookhostPod.
0: You can also send us your thoughts on Twitter at the Bookhose.
2: You can send us your thoughts about any of the books that we have talked about in this episode, the many, many books that we have talked about in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, in our email, which is bookhosepod at gmail.com. You should definitely, definitely, definitely leave a rating and write a review. Um, those reviews help other people find our podcast. And then you can share the podcast with all of your friends.
1: Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. 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 Sorry, do you guys Did hear you that? Need? Yeah what was it i don't know john's t- i think he's taking out the trash hold on okay. oh i thought you
0: were gonna be like i'm home alone i was gonna be like what the fuck
1: <laughs> how
2: do i oh i just heard all the thing like, oh, nice. how do i find 2020 goodreads
0: goodreads okay. oh there we
2: go 2020 goodreads choice rewards best books 2020 There we go no we're
1: we're we're on a side but anyway Yes, I would
2: like some garlic bread. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shruti, Shruti,
0: I think you should leave that in somehow.
2: What? You know, like The garlic bread? like
0: some garlic bread, but maybe like put it. um
2: <laughs> At the end.
0: At the end. If the yeah. special prize, if you listen long enough.
2: Mm-hmm.